Welcome everyone to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We are your host and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing how to be responsible. This is gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a big <laughs> one. Just teach. I, I need responsibility. Teach me how to be responsible in the next twenty minutes, so I don't have to worry about it ever again. Go. Well, <laughs> it starts with your mind, Ben. I already don't like this. So. <laughs> No, it kidding. starts with your mind and I'm going to focus on, I really want to focus on your thoughts because as far as uh, being responsible starts with the things that you think about what you dwell on and it's, it's the, the places of your mind. Um, your mind is really a part of your soul and then your soul can be described as the place where your mind, your will and your emotions are, are held. Now your mind is the central point that gives the instructions to your emotions and your will for how to act. So this is really the if you if you if you think about it as a airplane, your mind is the cockpit. This is where the instructions are set. This okay. is where you know you put hey like we're gonna do this. So then your emotions follow what your mind is doing. So if we're gonna be going north, like all right, this is where we're going. Your will is based off all of your your thoughts. And um Let's see. What else am I going to say? Personal responsibility starts with taking control of your thoughts. So that question comes, how do we take control of our thoughts? With our words. So we're going to be focusing a lot about what we say. But wait a second. Shouldn't I have my words prepared before I speak them? How, how do they stick with me after? Yes. How do my words control, control my thoughts? Should my thoughts control my words? Well... Have you ever been in a situation of intense fear or something's going on like you are being overtaken with fear and then you find yourself speaking the opposite of saying like, no, I'm not you're, or you're or a football game or something like something where there's a lot of emotion going on. And then you see it in movies all the time, you know, like the football team is playing the game. They're at the halfway point. What do they call that? Halftime. Yep. I don't know. Football. <laughs> you know, it's like, who understands it? That's so hard. Uh, and then the coach comes in and gives them that pep talk. What does he use? He uses his words to control the thoughts of the team. So it may not necessarily be you, your words that are controlling yourself, but whose, wor whose words are you listening to? Oh, so in the analogy... You got the team who's losing. They go to the halftime to the locker room. The coach gives that big speech, and it just empowers them. They go from losing to winning at the end of the right. movie. So, and then it goes back to that, uh, to that cockpit analogy. So, if the door is locked, nobody else can come into the to the pit, to cockpit and steer the steer the plane. But if what if it's open? And then just somebody else says, "Hey, nope. You know what? We were we we're originally going to Hawaii. We're gonna go to Africa." Why not? That's somebody else's words coming in there and taking control of your thoughts. Oh. So, you know, the saying, be careful what you listen to or who you listen to. Yeah. It's, it brings another level of personal responsibility because our brain, it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a actual computer. It takes the information and just, it, it inputs it and either applies it or, flushes it out but it all stays in there 
we choose to listen to who we're going to listen to. So by taking in personal responsibility, you first have to make the decision of whose words you're going to listen to. Who's going to be the dictating voice in your life? Is it going to be your father? You know, was if he's a good example, which for us, for men, that's typically one of the main voices that we listen to. I find myself hearing my dad's voice a lot. Me too. In my mind. Oh, you I, know? I hear my dad say <coughs> stuff in my mind even before he died. And I'm like, is he here? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, but that's, <laughs> but it's like, it gets creepier <laughs> after your dad dies, just so you know. I, I would imagine. You're like, uh, oh, if I see a ghost, I'm probably going to go give it a hug. <laughs> because it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're especially as you're, now that we have kids, I hear my dad's voice a lot all the time because he would be like, he would say these sayings and I'm like, oh, he was so true about that. He was so right. Um, but then there's some things that he wasn't right. So then I'm like, okay, I have to control that. Oh, yeah. Who's, who am I going to, who am I going to listen to? What am I going to listen to? The easiest way to control it is, you know, reading books, associated with good people, finding people who are saying the things that you actually want to live by. So it comes out, personal responsibility comes down at the simplest level. It comes down to who are you listening to and what are you saying about yourself and what do you believe about yourself that's actually true and what do you believe about yourself that's, it's a lie. You know, a lot of us have been raised with the mindset of, oh, when you grow up, you can do whatever you want to do. But as I've grown up now, I realize that was a lie. They lied to me. I can't do whatever I want to do because, you know, I really want to be able to jump uh, six feet up in the air, but I can't. I am limited by that. Sure. That's not part of my gifting. So you, I can do whatever I am called to do, whatever I am gifted to do. If I focus on my gifts and my strengths, then I can, I can do those things really, really well. You know? Oh, man. You know, being a musician, there's this... If you get in music circles, especially people who write music, mm -hmm. if you try to start writing songs, because I've tried and you've heard some of them, they there's this thing where it's like, how do you write a hit song? You know, somebody puts that song out there that everyone knows and hears, and it, it somehow is a piece of art that can resonate with millions and millions and millions of people over the course of decades. You know, that's the secret sauce that people just still are trying to figure out. It's like, well, that person, you, and you have to accept this as a musician at some point, that person has a gifting. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much you loved that person's song, you're not them. Like, you have to accept that. Now, you might be the next person that comes along and inspires the next generation, and they're trying to figure out how you were able to create that sound or write that song or whatever it may be. But if it was easy, uh, everybody could do it, you know? <laughs> and, and there's just something where you have that person who could write the song or at least knew the people who could write the song. They could sing it. They performed it. And they were in the right place at the right time and they had the right channels of distribution. And when you break down why you know, an Elton John song was so popular in the late 60s, early 70s, man, all those things were tracking. He had, uh, Bernie Talbert was one of his main writers, 
and he would write these great lyrics. And then Elton John would play this phenomenal music and sing these great words so well. But he also surrounded himself with these phenomenal musicians. And they would go from, and I heard him in an interview say he was writing, recording three songs a day on uh, his Yellow Brick Road album. Mm. I mean, that's... Some songs people take years to make. Yeah. And, and this guy's banging out three hit songs in a day. Mm-hmm. But he surrounded himself with all the stuff he needed to have that success in that moment. Well, you know, I hear that, too. And I think one of the things that I hear within that story, too, is that not only did he surround himself with the people that have that success, but he focused on his talents. He focused yes. on the proper thoughts of, like, this is my strong suit. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to focus on. This is, I am a musician. You, 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 you've taken that, you internalized that. And I think uh, that's one thing that I've realized in my life. It's that I can, I have a limited amount of time on this earth. And I can spend my time focusing on the negative traits that I have. Or I can spend my time focusing on the positive traits that I have. I can uh, spend my limited time developing my strengths. And become incredibly strong in those areas where I can spend my time focusing on my weaknesses and at best become average. And at the age of 36, one thing that I know for sure, 100%, nobody cares for average. They want excellence. So as I go on into my life, the question that I ask myself, what am I going to be excellent on? And I think, you know, for me, um, my, one of my personal life journeys that I've decided to take on, I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best father, not just to my kids, but to my community, to my environment, to, my, yes. to the things that I've been called to. And I think this is part of the podcast is why we're doing it because this is part of my life calling as far as like, um, there's, there is a way of being a good dad. There is a, a, a blueprint and I'm just, I'm going to find it. We're going to walk it out and I'll not only just walk it out, but to be able to teach it to the next generation, because here I am, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, we've been on earth for thousands of years. Surely somebody's got it right. Surely there's been successes and there has, but I didn't get that. I didn't get that passed down to me. So I can dwell on the thought of like, well, you know, I'm just having the disadvantage of it. And it was like, no, my thought is like, I'm going to find it because it's out there. And that's my focus on and I've taken that personal responsibility of deciding that I'm going to focus on the fact that I can be a good dad, not that I am limited by my upbringing and being a good dad. Well, my dad wasn't a good dad, so how the heck am I going to be a good dad? I never had a good example. I'm going to find that good example. Or And if I can't find it, I'm going to be that good example. That's um, So going back to how do you be... How to have personal responsibility is really the, the theme of this of this uh, podcast. And then we keep coming back to that subject and everything that we talk about. We keep on coming back to that theme of like, you have to be responsible for yourself. You have to be responsible for your actions. You have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And it's, it can be a lot, you know, because then it's like, um, uh, and I'm sure you're finding yourself in the situation where we're putting ourselves in a situation where we have nobody to blame but ourselves. Yep. So if our lives suck, it's 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 your fault. 
and now it's recorded. And yeah, so there's evidence. Yeah, there's evidence. <laughs> it's not just someone remembered it. It's no, they can play it back for us. And, the, <laughs> and there is a terrifying thought about this because here we are recording these words that our kids are going to be able to use this on us and be like, oh, you said this. And like, yeah, I did that, didn't I? <laughs> should have never started that podcast i should have slept no in those no, no, Friday no, mornings. no 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 that's uh <laughs> no i i uh we want to be better though i do and we talk a lot about <clears throat> personal responsibility because it's a huge subject you know personal responsibility for you and i is similar because we're both married we both have careers we have houses and kids and you know we're walking this a very similar path in life mm-hmm. but for an 18-year-old just getting out of high school in America and say they join the Marines, personal responsibility looks significantly different for them, especially depending on how they grew up. Yep. They could come from a rich family who gave them lots of love, and they feel like this is something I want to do to go and protect my country and become a Marine, and their intentions are completely different, say, from a kid who comes from a broken home and goes to join the military because he said, hey, they'll give me college. They'll give me a place to stay while I figure out my career path. And they're going to give me the discipline I need and, and, and boost up my self-esteem, you know. And, and so, it, you know, and they may say, oh, I love taking care of my country and protecting my country. That could be another thing, too. But you, you never know. You know what I mean? And, and so it, it all boils down to uh, we're going to have to talk about this a lot. Because it's such a big topic. Yeah. And we bring it back to a lot of our topics because really, I mean, that we could have just as easily named this podcast respons- personal responsibility. Like we really could have because th- that's what we have realized a lot of our topics boil down to is get off your butt and do something. Yeah. You know? And, it, and it, being a good father, it boils down to that. Being personally responsible for yourself. <laughs> So that you can be not only responsible for yourself, but then you can also be responsible for these other individuals Doesn't it? <laughs> who don't want to be responsible for themselves, you know, which is like, man, it's, it's just, it's simple. It's not easy. Being a dad is simple. It is not an easy thing to do. I keep on finding it. That's another thing too that I keep on finding too. Like, man, it's so simple. Just got to take full responsibility of your actions. It's not easy, though. I think we try to complicate things, too, often mm-hmm. so that we can say it's so complicated yeah. that it isn't simple. And that's our justification and our free pass so that we don't have to deal with whatever we need to deal with. Well, it's complicated. It's not It's not as simple as I just need to get my crap together. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know what your problems are. You know them better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And if you don't and you're bad enough, other people don't mind telling you. <laughs> the thing that uh, I remember as a young man in my early 20s, um, somebody told me, if somebody else caused the problems in your life, then you're stuck. Because until that person decides to fix the problems that they've caused in your life, you're never going to be able to get past that point. Oh, wow. And it made me think. I was like, oh, crap. So if I'm a failure because my dad failed me, I'm not going to be able to win until he decides to win for me. Woo! And I was like, oh. 
Is that really true? But personal responsibility says, despite my dad failing me, I am still personally responsible for choosing whether I'm going to win or fail in life. And I was like, come back to that personal responsibility. Come back to like, what am I going to think about myself? Well, I'm a loser because my dad made me a loser. No, well, then you got to wait until your dad makes you a winner. But if you made yourself a loser, then you can make yourself a winner. So that was huge for me. That is huge. You're taking away all of our excuses, Juan. So, well, (laughs) you're making this too simple. (laughs) You know, that's incredible, though. That's an incredible thought. Ben, life is simple. Life is very simple. And you made a great statement. We make it complicated. I look back at my last five years of my life and I struggle with that because I made my life complicated in certain areas. I chose to do it. I chose to stay up too late. I chose to eat that extra 13th bowl of ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, it's my choices. There might have been somebody with me along making those choices, but at the end of the day, it was my choice. I chose to do that. And a lot of times we find, like, well, I only did it because they wanted to do it. No, but yet you still chose to do it. Mm -hmm. You could have easily gone to bed, even though they're like, oh, well, let's just stay up and watch a movie. Well, no, I got to go to bed. I I have to develop this habit. Nobody's going to develop a good habit for you, but everybody is going to develop a bad habit for you because in order for you to have good habits, that's something internal. That's something personal that you have to develop for yourself. Going back to controlling your thoughts. People are going to control your thoughts. Because they're going to say their words. They're going to say what they want to say. Everybody wants to tell you what to do. Because everybody can. Everybody has a good plan for your life. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to decide how you're going to live your life. And I find myself with, you know, you and I. I know you will give me good advice. And it's just that, good advice. But you cannot tell me how to live my life. And I know that I can only give you good advice, but I cannot tell you how to live your life. Say with our audience, we're just here giving you guys good advice, but we're not going to tell you exactly how to live your life. And going, and I think that's what a good father does. A father that gives you good, a lot, good advice for living your life properly. That's a great, that's a great thing to have. But a, fa- a father who is trying to live your life for you. Nobody really wants that. We all think we want that, but we really don't want that. Nobody wants that. You know? Because if, if you had that, then you would just be mad because your dad is trying to control you and live vicariously through you. Because you want to stand tall next to your father when you're older. I see this in my son right now and my both of my daughters. They, they don't mind me helping. They'll listen to my advice. But it's no, let me do it. Like they, they want to do it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I can't reach the plate. But once you reach the plate for me, I can make the rest of my meal. You know, I can't fix this car because I can't get this screw loose. But once you get that screw loose, I'm going to fix the car and I don't want you to touch it. And it's like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. But, but I want my kids to stand tall next to me. You know, they want to stand tall next to me. We want the same things, but I have to take the personal responsibility of, 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 uh, giving it to them the right way and, mm-hmm. and, and not holding them back. Mm-hmm. Personal responsibility is hard. It is. It is. <laughs> well, with that being said, I think we're going to close it because I don't. Do you have anything else to say? 
No, nah, man, you <laughs> you said it all the best ways possible. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody. We want to thank everyone for listening to a Mexican Renick follow the world. We love you and we're proud of you. <laughs>